Welcome to Rick and Bubba University. Excited today. We're going to be talking about a movie that is a must-see. I still believe the Irwin brothers are at it again. Andy Irwin will be our guest today. But before we get started, I do want to talk about something, Bubba, that we all know is a hassle. And that is when your automobile is no long, no longer under the manufacturer's warranty. Oh my gosh! Here we go. You I've can got just to count on the problems to begin, can't you? Yeah. So that's why Car Shield is so important. Car Shield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair, including these things that you know you have to think about with the modern vehicles, computers, GPS, electronics of any kind, and more. With Car Shield. You're behind the wheel of your plan. CarShield has customizable monthly plans with, with rates as low as $99 a month. You get to choose, you do, your favorite mechanic or the dealership to do the work, and CarShield takes care of the rest. They offer, don't forget this, when you're under the CarShield protection, 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. CarShield has helped over one million customers so drive with confidence knowing you got coverage from america's number one auto protection provider with rates as low as 99 dollars a month you have nothing to lose get covered by car shield today here's the number 1-800-CAR-6000 mention the code rick bubba or go to carshield.com and use the code rick bubba that's going to save you 10 percent. that's carshield.com the code rick bubba a deductible may apply Andy Irwin of the Irwin Brothers joins us on Rick and Bubba University. Andy, welcome in. What's up, guys? It's good to be back with you. We missed you guys. I'm telling you, we've done some, we've done some projects, haven't we? How's uh, everything in L.A. today? Uh, it's uh, it's sunny and uh, bad traffic and full of narcissism, but it's uh, <laughs> it's it's a job. It is a job. Yeah. So you know, the, those that may not know the history of the Irwin Brothers, uh, you guys, of course, have. Uh, worked a lot, uh, mainly in sports with you, Andrew. But you guys, you know, dis- decided that you would take out uh, and start saying, "Look, we we want we want to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ." And and we've talked about this on the big show before, but there may be new audience that's listening to Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, you know, we certainly agree with that as followers of Christ. But we have to admit the quality must be there. You can't just say, "Hey, we're doing a movie." And it is uh, a movie that uh, you know points people to Jesus. And if you're a Christian, then you should go see it. You know, we, yep. we we've always said, even in what we do for a living, the the approach to get people to support products that are faith based is not out of guilt. It really should be out of quality. Uh, and and they should they should stand on their own. Uh, and of course, you guys started that first with October Baby. Uh, then yep. we then we had some fun with Mom's Night Out. Uh, yep. my, my oldest son and, and family were connected as your dad was connected to the, the movie Woodlong. And, Woodlong. and yeah, my oldest son even got to, to be in that, which was cool. And, of course, uh, 2018 brought the smash hit, incredible movie, I Can Only Imagine. So uh, not just saying this because we know you and, and we like what you guys do. These are quality movies, uh, and they stand on their own merit, uh, regardless of whether you're a follower of Jesus or not. And uh, it certainly doesn't apologize for the faith-based messages, but they are well done. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, uh, it's been a, it's been quite a journey, and you guys have been there uh, from the beginning. I remember when we first did October Baby, and nobody would give us, you know, the time of day. 
to be able to get you know uh, our product out there. And I remember standing outside your studio window with a, a DVD to the screen, uh, the to the window outside, and just kind of stood there until you guys felt sorry for me and let us into the studio to be able to talk about what we were trying to do. And uh, and it's been amazing to see what God's brought it from from there till now. And so, you know, with each of those products, we say that quality is something we always chase. It's not something we ever catch. And we just try to get a little bit better each step along the way. And uh, and so with I can only imagine that was definitely a breakout moment that that, you know, nobody saw that coming. This little film that was done for seven million dollars, you know, small the small shoestring budget. Uh, to open uh, at seventeen point one million, go on to do eighty five million dollars worldwide. Uh, nobody saw that coming, and so the doors that have opened up for the gospel have been phenomenal. And Lionsgate came on board after that and said, "We want to see more product like this on a large scale," and they've given us resources we never dreamed possible. So uh, I still believe is is the newest film in that line of films, and we're so excited to see what God's doing. We just want to be faithful with the opportunity. Andy, could you tell us a little bit about that movie? And, and a lot of folks may or may not know Jeremy Camp, but can you can you tell us a little bit about what this movie's about? Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's an amazing story. Uh, when we got done with uh, with doing uh, Imagine, we got pitched every music story in the business. Every, everybody yeah, had no, a story. They're all this like, you know, we'd be in these conversations with a lot of musician friends and it get to that awkward part in the conversation, there'd be a lull. And then they'd be like, you know, I've always thought my life might be a, and you know, a, you no, know. Yeah. and um, that made me uncomfortable, by the way, right, even secondhand right now. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, you just wait for that. It's just like it was the long five second silence, and they'd be like, so. Uh, no, the uh, so, uh, but somebody said you got to talk to Jeremy Camp, and uh, and I knew Jeremy. It was funny, a funny connection with Jeremy is years ago when I was first trying to get started in. Uh, doing film stuff, I was a cameraman, and he came to Birmingham to do a concert, and we, uh, uh, I agreed to work the concert as a cameraman for a buddy of mine that was directing it if I could get five minutes backstage with Jeremy to try to pitch him a music video. And it was the most awkward pitch of my life. I bombed it. It was just like they escorted me out of the dressing room. And he was really sweet about it, but I was definitely super awkward. So all these years later, to kind of sit back down with him is like, you don't remember me, but I was that awkward kid. Um, but Jeremy, uh, we sat down with him and they said, uh, you know, you got to hear his story and, uh, you know, his, his, his story is a beautiful love story. He, um, his first wife, Melissa, they met in college, college sweethearts. And as they were dating, she found out that she had uh, terminal cancer and, uh, he just prayed about it and said that he felt like God had called her to be a part of that journey with, with her. And she said, if one life is changed by what I go through, it's totally worth it. And it's just an amazing love story between these two. And when we were interviewing about an hour in, uh, I just was he – got, he got the thousand-yard stare and started reliving it. And I've never heard a love story that compelling. Uh, and then after it was done, his wife now, Adrian, I pulled her into the conversation and I said, you know, how can you listen to your husband talk about another woman for three hours and not flinch, not have a hint of jealousy? And she said, let me be clear uh, – I'm very protective over Melissa and Jeremy's story because their story is something I needed to hear. It changed my life. And I turned mm. to my brother and I said, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I want to do that movie. And uh, and so we kind of started bringing it to life and an amazing cast assembled. And uh, I'm so proud of the story. It's 
it definitely takes the world of I can only imagine it takes it somewhere uh, bigger and unexpected. It's a really great story. Yeah, that was the you you already answered the question I was going to ask. First of all, I, I had a experience. I believe it was in Huntsville at uh, the minor league stadium, and I believe it was Scott Dawson Evangelistic Association yeah. had Jeremy Camp in concert, and I was speaking that night, and so he and I were just sitting there, you know, talking. And, and all of a sudden, he starts going into this story, and I'm like, yeah. what? You know, because you think when he first starts out, well, I wonder how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. then, and, then he, and then he keeps going. I won't give away the whole movie, but he, he keeps going with the story. And I remember, like you said, there's a moment where you're just sitting there, and he's talking, and you're just staring, and you're just listening. And, yep. uh, and I remember the first time that I, I ever heard that story. And, and then my next question was to you, because he, he does have a, a current wife and has, has been married. I wondered how difficult it was for her to have to relive this yep. story, to really go back in time and yep. see her husband portrayed in a time before he ever knew her. And, yep. uh, and you answered that question. And well, no, I, no, I, I mean, it, it, it was really special yeah. because then there was the experience of bringing it back to life and, yeah. and reliving it. And, uh, and, you know, the thing that I thought was beautiful about the story is these two women that had a big part in Jeremy's story that impacted each other that were kind of separated by a fraction of eternity. And just to see God's bigger purpose in it and how uh, Melissa said, I, I feel like I'm supposed to pray for you and for your wife. And then she realizes that she loves Jeremy. She plays a part in his life for a time. And then she says, if one life has changed, it's totally worth it. And then to, to come to the end of the story and Adrian to be able to say, you know, I'm very protective of this story because it changed my life. And uh, I just thought that was a beautiful picture of eternity. And it's just definitely a, it's a, a, everything that, you know, a younger audience is going to want out of a love story. It has everything that you would want, but in a way that's really pure and beautiful. Uh, and K.J. Appa and Britt Brit Robertson that play the two of them in the film are just captivating. Yeah, I, I was thinking to myself, you really have, have presented when Jesus was asked, you know, they were trying to corner him about, you know, this this fictional woman that all these yep. bro- all these brothers keep redeeming and they all were married to her for a time. And then, he's, you know, he, they were like, when we get to heaven, whose wife is it? And Jesus is like, guys, <laughs> the way you're, this, 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 this scenario you're talking about is a world only scenario. Uh, when, when, when we get into heaven, the way these things work, it will be, everybody will be, you know, in just this all in love of God that these kind of things and the pettiness of jealousy and this yep. and that won't, won't mean a lot there. And you, you're seeing this really being betrayed already in this story. Yeah, it's, it's great. And it's the cool thing about it as well is just to, to see in, in, a, in, a, in a world with such superficial love that's portrayed so much on the screen, our desire was to connect with a younger generation to kind of show heaven's perspective on this, but in a way that still satisfied all of the desire for a romantic movie. And um, and so, you know, when, when we had the cast that assembled, when this kid K.J. Appa signed on board, it, it, it kind of took on a new life of its own. Um, and KJ, for people that don't know, is on the TV show Riverdale. I'm, I'm old, so I, I didn't know what it was. Uh, but the, the 20 million followers on his Instagram know what it is. And, yep. um, and it was funny. I've never experienced anything like it. Like we had the, so many kids and specifically teenage girls trying to sneak on set. And I don't know how they found out where we were filming. They would just show up in droves with like signs. And it was like somebody from the Beatles was showing up, you know, back in the sixties. And, um, <laughs> and so it was pretty, pretty wild to see. And, and, uh, and, you know, and then when he was signed on to do the movie, KJ's a believer and, um, uh, his, 
uh, he was raised in the Samoan church in New Zealand. His father is Samoan. And uh, he'd been wanting an opportunity to express his faith. And so uh, when he signed on board, he said, I feel like this isn't Jeremy's story. This is Melissa's. And whoever we cast as Melissa has to have great chemistry with, with us. And we said, well, who have you acted with that you had that kind of chemistry with? And he, and he said, uh, Britt Robertson, when I first uh, moved here to the States, first thing I booked was a dog's purpose. I played a young Dennis Quaid. And Britt Robertson played my girlfriend, and he said, I absolutely loved her. And I'm like, well, get, it, get, it, get her on the phone see if she'll do it. He texted her. He's like, I got it, bro. No problem. And I'm like, did she text back? He's like, apparently we weren't as close as I thought. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, so he's all sheepish, and we're like, oh, dang it. And uh, so we got into the casting process, and one day she posted something, like responded to something on his Instagram, and he got on the phone, and she's like, oh, that was you. I didn't know who it was. Read the script, fell in love with it said, I would love to do this. And I've never seen two actors just uh, have such great chemistry. And so the both of them are really proud how they play Jeremy and Melissa. And then having the real Jeremy Camp and then Adrian on set, at, you know, to kind of be there with them and interact with them was really special. And he and KJ had a great connection. Uh, there was times after a scene where he just come over and put his arm around him and pray for him. It was really cool. So it was, a, it was a, across the board special experience. And I think... My hope is that it connects with a younger audience. Now, KJ plays Archie in Riverdale, yeah, right? He does. Yeah. For those that don't know, Riverdale is based on like a spinoff of the whole Archie comic series. So KJ plays Archie. He has the the crazy red hair, and uh, when he has the red hair, he's very recognizable. So when you go out with him in public, I've never gotten seated so quickly at restaurants. It was so awesome. <laughs> I abused the heck out of that. But that I great? Like, I go in, they'd be like, yeah, it'd be a three-hour wait. And then he comes in, they're like, we can seat you right away. And so, uh, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a great kid. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the that, other. That's great to know he's a believer, yeah. though, because I'm familiar with Riverdale. I didn't watch every yeah. episode. But, it, it, you know, it's kind of a, a dark version of that story sure. a little bit, and it's got a lot of edge to it. So, But, sure. but he played a good guy in it. And, yeah, and, 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 you know, the cool thing about it is, is like, what we're finding out is uh, a lot – there's a lot of believers um, – uh, in the industry that, you know, are actors that are finally not ashamed to be in films that, that deal with Christianity because they feel like it's starting to not feel cheesy. And so they're coming out of the woodwork saying, you know, and, and saying, you know, I, I, I follow Jesus. And uh, there's a lot more of them than I even thought. And so there's a lot of prominent names that are just beginning to become more vocal about it. And uh, and so, yeah, KJ, he's got a he's got a deep faith. It's the real deal. And I'm proud of that kid. And so, I think that's where you guys are, are playing a major role. I mean, I think you're moving the needle from that cheesy feel to, like, real movies. Yep. And, and I, I, I hope so. And you can see that in every movie. And you were talking about – and look, let's be honest. Hollywood is driven by the bottom line. It is a yes, business. it's a business. And you guys – I just look how you've progressed from, you know, your, your gross sales, like $5 million, Ten million, fourteen million, now eighty-five million. Yep. Now you're a player, and 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 you guys have worked hard at it. I'm I'm really proud for you and your brother for what you're doing, and you know Thank we you, we have a lot of love for for your family, your dad, who was very very kind to us when we first started, and yeah. Um, we're just we're just pumped about you guys, man. I, I'm excited to see where this rocket's going. Yeah, yeah. We, Bub and I <laughs> joke all the time about you know we're, we certainly have a kinship with you guys trying to be in the world but not of the world. And we tell, yes. we tell people all the time, 
nobody lets us talk about Jesus because they think that's an awesome thing. People, yep. people keep us on the air because of ratings and revenue. If you produce revenue, you get the freedom to speak freely. You know, yep. as, as far as the industry is concerned, the entertainment yep. business, and uh, and you guys, as Bubba said perfectly, Lionsgate came in and said, "We'll take eighty-five million, and we and, and if you guys keep cranking out those kind of movies, we're in." It was. It's funny to see. You know, we just want to be faithful stewards of the platform, and you guys know it uh, as 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 well as anybody. Is you have to earn the right to be heard. That's and, right. You know, it's about entertaining people. And so the fact that you guys can cut up and act silly on the air and get people to laugh, you know, that gives you an opportunity then to have those moments where you really go for it. And uh, and so, you know, others have taken that leap. Uh, you know, uh, Chris Pratt has done that. I thought his MTV yeah. Icon Award was yeah. was brilliant. And yeah. he kept bouncing back and forth between off the wall humor and then coming in with a zinger for the gospel, uh, you know, over and over again. And I think that. You know, we just want to be faithful to that to that platform, and uh, you know, for Lionsgate to give us the opportunity to tell stories like that. It was funny; they invited us to CinemaCon last year, which is the big, uh, you know, it's the big where they have all the the different theater chain owners, and they bring in all the movie stars for it, and it's in Las Vegas. And so we went, and the the movies they were there to promote it was it was Hellboy, uh, Knives Out, um, John Wick. Uh, Seth Rogen's comedy, uh, uh, Long Shot, and then us. And I'm like, who's a blog in this situation? And it was so funny. It was so awkward backstage. It was like a whole room full of people, like Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen, and 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 just all these people, and uh, 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 Halle Berry, and all these. So you know, uh, we were there, and there were a couple actors that weren't really happy about us being in the room. Uh, I won't name who they were, uh, but uh, uh, just text us. Text us who they are. I'll text you. They were pretty vocal. It was it was funny. It was awkward at points. Uh, that was like who let the Christians in? And uh, right. yeah. well, look, and, some of them would would be glad to have an eighty five million dollar yes, gross lately. Yes, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Let, let the box office speak for the audience. That's right. But. Um, you know, afterwards, uh, Seth Rogen was on the side of the stage and he was watching us. And Seth is a businessman and he's 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 a smart cookie. You know, we have a different worldview, but he's definitely an entrepreneur. And uh, he was just kind of looking at us, trying to figure us out. And um, and when I got off the stage, I could see that he was just do I do I do I kind of make fun of him or do I like give him a handshake? And I, I walked off stage and I said. Seth, the disaster office, uh, the disaster artist was the most cathartic laugh I've had in the, uh, the theater in a long time. Really hysterical. Uh, uh, really proud to shake your hand. And I shook his hand and pat him on the back and walked past him. He just looked at me stunned like he didn't know what to do. Right. And then his business partner looked at us. He's like, those guys are cool. And <laughs> right. so it was pretty fun. It's cool to kind of earn the opportunity to be heard as a Christian. That's right. And, and that's and that's how it, how it should be. So tell us a little bit about. The rest of the cast, I mean, we see Gary Sinise, which he's been on the show before, and yeah. we know he's vocal about his faith and, of course, what he's done for, you know, the uh, the Wounded Warriors and, and, yes. and all of that's been incredible. Shania Twain, just, just I'm giving some names that people would know right off the top of their head. Tell us about how they ended up in the movie. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, uh, Gary Sinise is one of my heroes. And so back when we were first starting, uh, you know, in the business and we did October Baby, you know, because faith was not – popular at the time and you know topics can be uh dicey at times um uh we took a lot of heat for it and so uh Sinise reached out to us um uh through email uh somebody connected him to us and he was like hey i'd love to get together with you guys for breakfast 
And um, and I was like, well, of course, this isn't the real Gary Sinise. It's just going to be some guy with the same name. <laughs> and, you know, some like little short, dumpy guy. I'd be like, oh, OK. And so we go out and to wait for him in the restaurant. And all of a sudden, I hear this voice go, hey, guys, it's Gary Sinise. And I look up and I'm like, Lieutenant Dan. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. He's never heard that, and, has he? <laughs> yeah, so it's like it, it was hilarious, and so so uh, 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 we got to talking at breakfast, and I just said, you know, I'm scared of getting blacklisted for being a believer, being a Christian, and yeah. he said, Andy, there's there's thousands of us out here that would work with you in a heartbeat, and so he kind of became a mentor to us, and 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 just has loved us well over the years and given us great advice, and I've never really asked him to be in one of my films before. And so when this came along, it really hit close to home with his story and some things. And I just said, I feel like you could do something special with it, Gary. And he jumped on board to act in it. And so when he was on board, it was funny. He he directed uh, Of Mice and Men when he was 32 years old. So he's done my job very efficiently. And um, and so half the time I would just ask him, like, Gary, what would you do in this scene? How cool and is that? <laughs> he, he, it was funny. He, he leaned over. He's like, um, you know, my character, what did I have for breakfast today? I'm like, I, I don't know, Gary. Does it matter? He's like, well, if I had a heavy breakfast, I'd be a little bit more sluggish. And he's like, go through all this. Like, Gary, you just make all the decisions. That's a pretty good Gary Sinise, by the way. Yeah, pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it was funny. And then, uh, and then Shania Twain, um, you know, I didn't know what I was going to get there because, you know, she's definitely, I mean, she's like one of the best selling, you know, female artists of all time. And, uh, you know, you never know if you're going to get a diva. And we didn't have a chance to really connect and meet beyond this a, a quick Skype uh, when we were casting the film. And she plays Jeremy's mom. And uh, I, I just said, you know, I don't want a glam kind of, uh, you know, iconic singer. I want, you know, an every mom. And she came in and she said, she said, uh, you know, Andy, I, I am perfectly comfortable doing this. She's like, I got no shame. I'm Shania Twain. And I said, <laughs> I was like, I like you. You're yeah. one of us. And so she was great. She was great to work with and just uh, just a real team player and uh, and very coachable um, and uh, and did a really great job. Just kind of provided that that soft heart to the movie. And then uh, and then we have Melissa, Melissa Roxborough from the TV show Manifest, uh, who is also a believer. Uh, she wanted to be in the film so bad. She said, I'll do whatever uh, you, you need me to. And her dad's a a pastor, a Baptist preacher up in Canada. And so, uh, you know, she stars in that show manifest that's on, on, uh, I think it's on ABC yep. and, uh, and she's great. She plays the sister, uh, Melissa's sister in this film. So great cast top to bottom. I'm really, really proud of it. Well, it's going to open on March the 13th. And so in that, and that's, that is a big release, right? That's when it'll be everywhere. Yeah. You know, it, and the cool thing about it is, you know, it, it, we're so excited to have a, you know, for the first time to be at a studio where we're not the the redheaded stepchild, we're uh, being seen as a legitimate audience, uh, the faith audience is. And Lionsgate has been very um, uh, embracing of that in not a condescending or patronizing way. They have said, hey, help us understand what's important to Christians, uh, what is what what is the content they want, and wh whatever you say that is, we're going to go with it. And so... Uh, they have really given us a lot of freedom and a lot of so we're getting a, we're getting a release in twice as many theaters as imagined. Uh, so over 3000 screens and we're getting an IMAX release, which is the, the first ever faith film to get an IMAX release. No, that's and good. that's a that's a huge opportunity for the gospel. And then I got the list 87 countries around the world. It's getting a release in. So it gets translated into uh, languages all over the, you know, the, the planet and gets shipped out on autopilot. And so. 
we're so excited to to see you know what that does for the gospel well it, it really does when you just listed all the things you listed there, there's so many things that come to mind and and you know we're we're in the wednesday bible study here that we do we're going through the gospel of john and we just talked about uh, you know where jesus is talking about in 14 he's getting them ready to go he's about to talk about obedience which you know gets very uncomfortable because he really goes on and on about it but <laughs> but then uh, you know in some people you hear sometimes uh, like that's not even in the bible but but anyway he he starts telling them that greater works are going to be done it's good that I go because greater works will be done. And you're like, Jesus is saying greater works are going to be done. And of course, obviously when he took on the 100% man part, he limited his glory and he said, I'm about to give you the Holy spirit, but also, you know, you, you have no idea what is ahead with the ability to take what I'm teaching you guys and the ground that we covered in this three year ministry is nothing compared to what's going to be covered. Yes. And, 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 and when you, when you hear what you just said, where you take a, a product, and, and I, I mean, I know how you guys do movies. Bubba and I both do. I've, I've watched the trailer. It's not going to be apologetic about the faith yeah. message at all. However, it's a great love story. It's a good story. And here, here are these platforms that the adversary has been using to destroy, to confuse. And I think what's important, too, Bubba, and we've talked about this, is when the world takes our stories and they say, we'll do the Christian movies. Yeah. Then they take them and corrupt them terribly, yeah. and yep. and send out horribly confusing messages and bla- yep. and blaspheme what we believe, and it's it's important that it's done by people who actually do believe it, and yes. uh, and and for you guys to get this opportunity, what God has afforded you, is is really really um, you know uplifting. I mean, I I'm, well, I just I just feel my spirit rising up, going all of these countries and all these places yep. are going to be presented the gospel clearly. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just for us, we're um, so excited for the opportunity of the gospel because, you know, I was telling Mandy the other day, if this was about popularity and this was about money or power, any of that stuff, I'd be out in a heartbeat uh, uh, because, uh, you know, there's so many uh, easier ways to do to to, to, to to find a way to earn a living. But we're very idealistic about the reason we do it. It's very uh, intentional. It's it's on purpose and it's an opportunity for the gospel and to allow a business model that's already developed, that's been developed for a lot of things for the wrong reasons, instead of railing against that model, uh, being able to harness it and say, how can we use this as an opportunity to get the gospel out on autopilot to the world? So, you know, I still believe it's going to get a release in like uh, all over, you know, all over, uh, you know, the Middle East. So it's going to be in, in Saudi Arabia and in Iraq and Jordan. Uh, United Arab Emirates, it's everywhere. And it's going to be in, in Asia and in South America and across Europe. So to see that happen and then allow the gospel to do what it does as we plant that seed and then the church around the world to kind of rally around that as a tool, uh, that's really the bigger purpose. And so uh, we're excited to see that expand and to have a partner like Lionsgate that is allowing us to do that as long as it continues to generate box office. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's incredible. So on the heels of this one, we've already got our two, the two, two, two new films in production that are going to production in April. And then May we're doing uh, Jesus revolution, which is kind of a, uh, you know, a prequel to Woodlawn. It's about the beginning uh, of the Jesus movement and Woodlawn. There's that moment where Hank's character has the magazine, the time magazine cover and uh, puts it down on the counter and it says Jesus revolution. And so it talks about the beginning of that Jesus movement centering around, 
uh, Pastor Greg Greg Laurie, um, his story of being a drugged out kid in the in Calvary Chapel and uh, and Chuck Smith, and it's an incredible story. So John Gunn, that directed Case for Christ, is directing that for us, and we're producing it. So that goes into production in April, and then in in May we are going into production on the Kurt Warner story. We're going back to football. And uh, which is going to be a big budget film that that Lionsgate's putting a lot of re- resources towards. So you know we're thrilled at the opportunity, and and uh, you know your movie ticket is your voice, and that's your vote. And when the audience shows up in, in the fashion that they did with I can only imagine opening weekend, and they make that much noise, it gives us tremendous uh, influence to be able to put out more product like that. And so we're excited. Andy, part of the uh, part of the movie business is promoting it, and part of it is, you know, when you have your big premiere in Hollywood, is that is that a lot of fun? Or I mean, <laughs> it, it looks like there could be a lot of pitfalls in those things, right? I mean, oh my gosh, Mama. I like like well, I, I'm you know, I I don't look good dressed up. This is as dressed up as I get, and so <laughs> the idea of making me dress up and and smile over and over again. Um, and I, I have a face made for radio, uh, so I, I would love to just hang out in the booth with you guys because that's where my face belongs. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, doing that and then everybody for some reason gets mad at you. And so it's just a time where everybody's like, you know, they, you know, they didn't get an invite or, you know, they were confused about when it was. And so I, I kind of just, uh, you know, it's it's one of those necessary marketing tools. But I, I it was funny. The first premiere I did was Moms and Out, and we did it at the Chinese Theater. And uh, and I was all excited. This is my first premiere and getting to do it at this historic place. And I got on the red carpet and I looked around and I realized everybody's as insecure as I am. And I kind of had this realization of like, is this it? You know, is this this is this is all there is. And uh, so for us, you know, I would rather be at home watching an Alabama football game uh, or something of that nature than on a red carpet. But I'll, I'll take it. It's part of the process. Yeah, uh, we sent Adler to a mom's night out, if you remember that. Oh, yeah. on the red carpet you guys were gracious enough to invite and uh and bub and i couldn't go but we we sent adler and uh and that was hilarious it really I've was nev- I, I i've never recovered from adler being on the red carpet <laughs> <laughs> and i noticed you've never asked him back i mean i, I, asked him back. That was it. I was like well that was an experiment and uh, well <laughs> note to self you know i'm yeah. just like you know but hey, hey adler's great people uh we'll 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 let him do interviews from a distance. You know, he's banned at Bernie Sanders rallies, too. So don't feel bad. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, should he have screamed out Rudy? No, he shouldn't. No, he should not have. Yes, it, it's a, he, uh, he has no shame, and uh, that, get, that kid's got a lot of courage. Yes, so yes he does. That. So you were mentioning some of the projects ahead, yeah. um, and they, they go in production April and May. Yep. So, so that that's not too far apart. So I, I guess you guys now – uh, and congratulations on the growth. Uh, where, where, where do you do you try to spend time at both of them? Do you do you now take these things and delegate out and say, all right, this is the you know kind of like Ringling Brothers used to do. This is the red group. This is the blue group. Uh, yep. How does all that work? We're, we're figuring it out. We don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're uh, you know uh, it's one of those things where you know we're, we're we've had a tremendously fast growth. Uh, over the past year, and so we're trying to figure out how to scale and how to do it on a on a larger scale. And so we've been trying to study a lot of other groups that have done that, like Pixar, and and figure out how to kind of maintain the quality, but empower other voices that have something to say. So we've we've targeted other filmmakers that we feel like uh, are special. And so the first one, you know, that we targeted was um, 
John Gunn from uh, Case for Christ. And so when I when I watched Case for Christ in the theater, uh, it, although it didn't kind of have the big box office, uh, the quality was so good. That was that a great called, movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I tell people, I tell people all the time. I said this is a great movie for the agnostic, for the yes. you know the atheist that says, look, I just want to see somebody show me some evidence of all this. And, of course, yep. th- that was the same deal that Lee Strobel, he, he felt the same way. Uh, yep. And I thought that movie was really well done. Oh, it was extremely well done. And when I called, uh, you know, we had just released um, Woodlawn about probably about six months before or a year before that came out. And so when I, when I saw it, I called John Gunn and I said, I've just seen the best faith film, uh, I, you know, I've ever, you know, been able to watch. And that includes anything that I've done. And, uh, and I said, I think that, you know, tremendously talented. And so we struck up a friendship. And so when, when things started to kind of move forward with, uh, after imagine, we just said, we've got to recruit other voices that have something to say and give them the platform and utilize what God's given us to empower others. And so John, uh, is the first up to kind of be a part of that. And then we're developing a project with, um, the guys from the band for King and Country, uh, Joel and uh, Luke and Ben Smallbone, the Smallbone brothers, uh, were developing a product with them that they pitched us that we love. And they did a movie called Priceless that was really well done. And uh, and so we're excited to kind of put them in the director's chair soon. And then we're looking for other voices. So the, the goal one day, you know, I, I know the, you know, up front, the, a lot of the heavy lifting is going to be on, on, on John and myself, uh, at least at first. Uh but our desire one day is to have voices that are better than us and people that are even more skilled than we are to allow that quality to go up and allow this to be something that's sustainable. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to, to promote people that can do things that, that are even far beyond what I've been able to do. Um, so, you know, the future is bright. Uh, and I think in order to do that, you got to replicate yourself. You've got to say this isn't about me. That's why we decided to, to, to steer away from our company being called Irwin Brothers and picking the name Kingdom Story Company because these are kingdom stories and it's about the kingdom getting the glory, not us. And uh, and so our, our goal is kind of to achieve irrelevance that if the stories promote the gospel and it points to the king of kings, uh, then who cares who the Irwins are? That's and right. so uh, that's what we're excited about with the future. And to do that, you know, we've got to figure out how to to keep the quality high. And I think that's by putting the right people in the chair. So, you know, the, the speed at which things happen though, are it's, it's insane. So I thought that Kurt Warner was going to go a year from now and the news article, uh, the, the press release hit, uh, right as I was finishing the mix on this current film, I still believe. And my, uh, mixer, uh, Matt waters turned around and flipped the phone around and said, I guess you guys are releasing another movie this year. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> so somebody's going to let me, Papa's tired, let me sleep, you know. Another so, premiere. Uh, you, you looked up and said, wait a minute, isn't May the month that comes right after April? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I was like, he was like, you got another movie releasing, he's like, you got a movie releasing this year. I was like, yeah, uh, you know, I still believe it's theaters in March. He's like, no. He's like, uh, you're shooting Kurt Warner and you're releasing that in December. And I was like, okay. Oh my goodness. Say. But uh, it's uh, but it's it's great, you know. It, it to, it's something we've always wanted to have, and the stories, the scale is starting to get bigger, and yeah. the actors we're able to kind of connect with. Um, oh, yeah, they want to be part of uh, something that's actually going to garner an audience. Yeah, uh, it's, and it's pretty cool. I mean, they're going to give it a wider and wider release, and give it more and more resources. And on the heels of that, we've got a couple other projects that I'm really stoked about that I can't announce yet. But, okay. 
but we, we, you know, we definitely want to get into kind of the, we've got some war stories we want to do. Um, and uh, there's a New York Times bestseller that we're working out the details on right now uh, that uh, that there's already a, a really big movie star attached to yeah. that we're working out the deal deal with. And um, so we're we're excited to see what God does for as long as they'll let me. Yeah, Keep well, going I want to. I want to say this, and I, you know, I don't mean to be awkward here, but um, if you don't hurry up and do Rick and Bubba the movie, <laughs> Jack Black and Kevin James are not going to be alive forever. <laughs> uh, I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, don't let them get too old. You know, I, I mean, I it. it's, well, that would be that would be dead I, on. That would it? be incredible casting. I would watch that movie. I would watch that movie. And I that. do want to, and I would, I do want to say this because you know, my my, I, I've got you know kids that that are in the business, and I've got mm-hmm. one that you know wants to be on the side of can, the camera that you're on, and he's yeah. and he's extremely aggressive. And I think that he pursues you guys pretty hard. Know that I'm not sicking him on you, okay? So he <laughs> he is, uh, and he doesn't want my help. He didn't want me in it, and uh, and he's uh, he's actually doing well. He's he's got jobs this summer and going to be out getting after it and doing it. And uh, and I, I hope that, like you say, he'll be part of that next generation of guys you hand the baton. I would love to. that. How old and, is he now? He is. He, he'll be not. He'll be uh, 19 in May. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah, and, so he, and Andy, don't get any ideas about Adler. I know you've been checking out those daily documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> Just mark him off now. You can't have him, right? And I think yeah, that hey, hey, I, I'll, I'll concede Adler. Yeah, concede yeah. Well, Adler. and I think Blake, who's the who's the actor who you used yeah. in Woodlawn, I think you guys tried to at least let him audition for something, and the dates didn't work out. I don't know yeah, which project yeah, he, that was. I had already I had already offered him a role, in, and I still believe as one of the supporting roles, yeah. and. Uh, and it was a, for a couple day part. And I, what I, I love to do is I love to cast, uh, you know, familiar faces, um, yeah. uh, you know, from my other films. And so I offered Blake it and he, he was not able to work out his dates. But it's exciting to see what that cast of Woodlawn's gone on to do. Oh, um, yeah. Caleb Castile uh, just great. got cast on the the TV show uh, NCIS uh, Los Angeles is one of the regulars. How about that? And so good. he's he's uh, doing really well for himself. And um uh, you know, it's really exciting to see what God's doing with this kind of new generation. But Blake, Blake's got skill. I would love to work with Blake well, anytime his agent would give me a give me a deal. Well, we're 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 praying that'll happen. He's up for something right now. And I meant to tell Bubba this, where he and he doesn't have it. He's just up for it, and and down to the final deal on playing a young John Goodman on something really? on That's something good. something HBO's putting together. So and you know, wow. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but you know, we have been asked to come back to Dean and Company again. That's right. Uh, so Andy, just, so just, the Christmas special. Just be aware of that. So, there you go. Uh, right. we're, we're not we won't be we're not available forever. <laughs> so uh no, nah, it, it's uh, what you guys are doing it, it, it's so so important. Oh uh, yeah. We're so glad y'all are doing good yeah. and and uh, man, the Lord's blessing you guys, and you're 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 turning that over and reinvesting it, and uh, it's it's just great to see, man. It fires us up. What what do you think? When, we got about five minutes. What do you think about this? One thing, you know, we, and we all we, we're certainly being prayer for you. Do you ever worry because you know Christianity and and Jesus told us this was going to happen, and then when you were talking about a minute ago about the people in the room, I, I, all I could think about was you know Second uh, Timothy three twelve. You know, all who choose to live a godly life will be persecuted. Yeah, not some, all. And and yeah. and, and Jesus said, "Look, the world's going to hate you, but really they don't hate you. We're not worth being hated. They hate me." Yep. And uh, but do you ever worry that there might be attempts to cut your legs out from under you, like sneak somebody in for an audition who then goes out and you know, uh, uh, absolutely, you know, absolutely. There's or booby you know, traps, you, you guys. Yeah, yeah booby traps. You know, you know, it's like that. You know, 
people love to back you into the unfair thing and, and yeah. try to back you into the corner. Um, you know, I think for, for John and I, our, 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 our goal is to kind of, rather than exclusion, be an invitation to people of saying, you know, we love to preach the gospel to anybody, uh, regardless of what you believe, uh, we're yeah. going to be use it as an opportunity to influence people and to, to try to pull them towards, towards Christ. And, uh, and so I think, you know, we get, kind of get to debunk a little bit of the stereotype of what they think a Christian is going to be. So what we don't want is there's a lot of Christians that are persecuted because of how they carry themselves and they kind of get in their own way. And, uh, and we don't want to be that. The part that I can't uh, get around is that the, the, the gospel and the cross is a, is a stumbling block for people that don't want to hear it. Right. And so there will be persecution that comes. I was just talking to Mandy the other day that there will be persecution that comes at some point where people don't want to hear that. And they will do whatever they can to try to block out that noise. Um, and so, yeah, I, 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 I feel like, you know, it's a matter of time that people just love to, they don't like to see sometimes, uh, that message promoted. Um, and, uh, but we're trying our best to present ourselves in that, that realm of, you know, innocent as doves, wise as serpents and be able to be shrewd with how we carry ourselves and careful, yep. um, and, uh, making sure that, that we keep towing the line in, with integrity. Uh, and then, you know, but try to have an innocent heart that, that tries to love people where they're at. And some, sometimes they just don't know what to do with that. And, uh, when, when you kind of are not a Christian, that's going to push them away. Um, so, so, but yeah, if, if, and when that comes, I'm not going to compromise on, on what I believe. Of course not. But I think, uh, and, and we are there to tell people about Jesus. Yeah. I think you hit that balance and, and we've all had to work on this and I certainly have. And that is, look, if I'm being persecuted because of my devotion to Christ, then let it stand. Let, yeah. me, let me just make sure, as you just said, that I'm not being persecuted because I'm a jerk. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, and, 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 th- and those are two different things. And, and, but I think what I like is just like, a, you know, we talked about on the show before when, you know, the LGBTQ, you know, one of their activists that was going after Chick-fil-A, you know, the Caffies actually said, why don't you come to the Chick-fil-A bowl and actually get to know us? You know, yeah. and, and certainly we're not going to compromise what we what we believe is God's standard for marriage, gender, and intimacy. But after he spent the, that time with them, he came back and said, "How about these people are just devoted to their faith? They don't really hate us." And and yeah. and so I, I, that's another part that maybe Bubba we we don't talk about enough is that that people like you and John that you're exposing people because how many times have we seen somebody out speaking for our faith and we're like oh i wish i wish that person wasn't our spokesperson today yeah. that that that's really not an accurate portrayal of who yeah. we're supposed to be and and i think you guys can probably like we just you just said with seth rogan where there's just yeah. even these moments where somebody says okay this is not what i expected uh, yeah I, yeah i think i think you're right i think you know our desire is to love people where they're at and you know, I think people would be surprised that if Jesus were to be here today, uh, you know, the religious leaders of his time didn't, couldn't figure it out because he would always sit with people that they had labeled, uh, you know, as sinners and different things like that, uh, because he knew that that was the people that needed the good news of the gospel. And uh, and so uh, we're there to preach the gospel and to tell people what Jesus did for him. And, you know, instead of trying to push people away, we try to invite them into saying, let us tell you about Jesus and that invitation. Uh, we want that to be wide and to really to really draw people to the cross. 
and uh, to, to make people, you know, that it's, it's the goodness of God that draws people to repentance and, and love that, that God has for him and what he did for him. And so, you know, uh, I think so, so, so many times, like you said, sometimes it's the fringe that gets the, uh, the more attention to where it's that angry, uh, uh, condemn people kind of uh, point of view instead of it being about the gospel that Jesus came to seek and save the lost and he died for sinners and I, I'm at the head of that list. And, uh, and so that's what we try to do is to, to let our product be a, an invitation to redemption and that redemption is available to anyone. Yeah. And so we're excited to see what God does with that. Well, this Amen. is a great opportunity, I still believe. And, and use this as an opportunity to take people and let them see the gospel, but just take them to the movie and say, let's go see a good movie. It's just like, you know, and, and let's go see this incredible love story that you will not believe. And and you're not you're you, you, that's true that's what it is so it, it's a great movie regardless of what you may or may not believe but it's also a great opportunity to let people see the gospel laid out in a beautiful love story so I still believe it's going to be at theaters everywhere on March the 13th be sure you make plans to go out and see it Andy thanks for taking time to be with us today on Rick and Bubba University you guys rock and I I will always be forever grateful for you guys let me in your studio when I was outside holding up that DVD and uh, someday I'll pay it forward by casting Kevin James and Jack Black to play in a movie. Thank you very much. <laughs> there it is. Thanks for being with us on this edition of Rick and Bubba University.